What's up, Bandive crew? James here. And before we jump into this episode, I wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever wished there was a way to connect with me as well as other listeners in real time? I have the solution. I finally got around to making a Bandive Discord server, which is people have been asking me for years and I just wasn't listening. I wish I had done this sooner because I couldn't be happier with the results. It's been fantastic. And we would love to see you join us. We have discussions about the music business, gear, the podcast, and a general channel as well. You can join the discussion now by visiting bandhive.rocks slash discord. Again, that is bandhive.rocks slash discord. Welcome to episode 116 of the Bandhive Podcast. You're listening to the Bandhive Podcast, the number one online resource for DIY bands to learn about the music business and touring. If you want to turn your band into a lean, mean touring machine, you're in the right place. Now, let's get this show on the road. It is time for another episode of the Bandhive Podcast. My name is James Cross, and I'm here with another solo episode this week. And we are going to jump right into it because this week we're talking about email marketing. And before you tune out and say, no, I don't want to do email marketing, just hear me out. This is going to be like 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes of your life, and it is going to be a game changer either if you aren't already using email marketing or if you have email marketing for your band, but you're not using it properly. So please hear me out on this because I I really think it's going to change your mind. And if it doesn't, you know what? That's fine. At least you've listened to this and you know maybe you'll think about some reasons that you shouldn't rely on social media as much as you do because I know you all rely on social media just as much as I do to promote your music. All that said, Even in 2022, email marketing is one of the most powerful tools available to bands. It doesn't matter how many thousands of followers you have on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or whatever social media platform you use. It's great if you have a massive following there. Don't get me wrong. By all means, use those tools that are available to you and use social media. But your followers could be taken from you at any time. Social media has been known to ban accounts without reason or warning, or even if not ban them, restrict them in some way, shadow ban them, wipe out tons of followers, all kinds of stuff. And especially TikTok is really strict with their policies and essentially censorship. So you want to be sure that you're not going to lose all the fans you have because a platform wipes out your account or, you know, Maybe the entire platform gets shut down. Like Vine, there were so many Vine stars back in the day, if you even remember what Vine was from like a decade ago, and they lost their whole following when Vine shut down if they didn't migrate it to something else beforehand. And it's incredibly tough to migrate people who are following you because those platforms don't allow you to migrate contacts. You can't save them and download them. That's not a thing. There's other reasons, though, that you could lose your account. There are scammers who steal accounts and then use them to further scam other people and ransom your account to you while you're trying to get it back. And I've seen this happen a lot recently. One of the best ways to avoid that is to use two-factor authentication on all your logins, especially your email and your social media, because your username is public. People can see that. So they already have half of it figured out. Same thing for email. With something like, you know, bank account information, you obviously want to be really safe with that but you're not going to be giving out your username. So there, don't use your username that you would for social media and you know, use a really good password, use two-factor authentication. What people don't realize is that with a public-facing username like your email address or your social media handle, you're literally giving people half of the information they need to get into your account if you don't have two-factor authentication on there. 
if you do have two-factor authentication, you're doing really well. Uh, I use an app called 1Password, and it's compatible with Google Authenticator codes. So I have all my 2FA in 1Password as well as on Google Authenticator on multiple devices. So I will never get locked out, but people cannot get into my account unless they are in my 1Password, which is not possible, or they have my device, in which case if they have my device, I have other issues there as well. No matter how you lose your account, whether you get banned or the platform shuts down or you get hacked, losing your entire fan base is not what you want to happen. And that is what will happen if you lose your account. So it is up to you to not let that happen. Additionally, social media only shows a small percentage of your followers the content that you post. This is part of the algorithm. Uh, you know, Facebook introduced this years ago, then Instagram started doing it. Twitter, who for the longest time were the holdouts and said we're not going to use an algorithm, they started using it. And of course, TikTok is entirely based on the algorithm. Most of the stuff people see on TikTok isn't from their friends or the people they follow. It's from people that the algorithm selects. That is the reality. It's going to become more and more like that. Social media followers are going to matter less and less, and it's just going to be what the algorithm thinks people want to see. So you cannot rely on social media to show people who follow you the content that you're actually posting. Each platform also has its own algorithm. So you might have a viral hit on TikTok and it flops on Instagram Reels or vice versa. You cannot rely on any hacks from one platform to the other and making unique content for each of those platforms is incredibly difficult and time consuming. And the last thing that any band should be doing, you want to be out there growing your community and growing camaraderie in your fan base so they have an emotional connection to your band, to your music, and want to come back and support you and listen to you time and again because they have friends that they've made in the incredible community that you're fostering. Now, going beyond all the algorithm differences between the platforms, unless you have a really dedicated audience, if you post something that's not like a skit or entertaining, so let's say you post about a release or a show or a tour or something else that you have coming up, the people who follow you for the entertainment aren't going to interact with that. They're not going to engage with it. So then your post isn't going to be as popular and it's going to be shown to even fewer people. This means that the actual important stuff on your social media where you're trying to promote your music is the stuff that's getting seen by the fewest people. So that just exacerbates the problem of being on social media and people not seeing the content that you want them to see. It really makes it tough to get your message out there. You're rewarded for sharing content that's just fluff. It's not actually about your band. It's just entertaining skits and stuff. And that's great if you can be successful with that. But that shouldn't be the only thing that people are engaging with. Because if it is, then you're not a musician. You're an influencer. And that's not to say that all of your followers are there just for that content. But many of them are. The solution is to get those fans, those few fans, the select chosen ones who actually care about your music and get them onto an email list so you can reach out to them directly and be sure that at the very least, they will see your message even if you don't open it. And that is something that you cannot guarantee on any social media platform, but you can guarantee in emails with the exception of a spam filter. Now, I can still hear people saying in the back that they don't want an email list. And there's definitely a lot of what ifs with an email list. You know, like, what would I send? anything that's relevant. You know, you don't want to spam people. But if people sign up to your email list, that means they want to hear about your band. They're literally saying, yeah, please, I want to hear from you. Send me some emails. Once or twice a month, give them a heads up. What's going on? 
obviously you're going to announce all your stuff like albums, singles, shows, uh, and you'll announce those. And then also on the day of release, send out another email. So if you announce a single and then the next week you release that single, there you go. There's two emails. You have one for the announcement and one for the release. And when you're building up to a release or a tour or something, you can email a little more frequently, but let's say between cycles, you're not touring and you're not actively recording an album or at least that your fans know maybe you're recording but you haven't broken the news yet you know just send updates once in a while tell your fans what you're doing highlight some fans if you have a fan club and you see some fans doing great stuff they're either being exemplary members of the community or they're doing charity work or something send an email out saying like hey we want to just give props to our fan so and so don't even make it about your music just make it about that specific member of your community and do that once in a while people will be really happy, one, that they're being highlighted, two, that their friends are being highlighted, and three, that you're sharing content that matters to your fans, even if it's not directly about you. That's one thing I see way too often is bands who just email, hey, look, we have new merch, it's on sale now. It's like, okay, cool. Like, I get it, and we signed up for this, that's fine. But if you really want to add value with your email list, make it so it's more than just a sales list. Make sure that everything you do on your email list actively involves your community and your fans and gets them to want to stay on your email list. So again, keep your content fresh. Don't do the same thing over and over again. Don't just sell. You want to have other content and you really do want to be emailing at least once or twice per month to stay top of mind for your fans. You don't want to be that band who emails once a year whenever they drop a new merch bundle or a new album or something and you can tell that the band just didn't put any effort into it. You want to be consistent and send emails on a regular basis to your fans. Now, next up, what if people think we're spammers? They won't. They signed up because they want to hear about your band. They said, yes, please email us. Like I was just saying a minute ago, worst case scenario, they can unsubscribe. And you know what? Don't take that personally if they do. People unsubscribe from the Bandhive email list And it doesn't bother me. I've had friends unsubscribe because they listen to the podcast and they're like, well, we, we listen to the podcast. That's fine. We don't need the emails. Cool. That's fine. Like it's not ideal, but it doesn't really bother me. It happens because I know that they still enjoy my content because they tell me that. And I'm happy about that. Again, though, you want to send emails regularly. This is one thing that makes people think you are a spammer. If all you do is send an email When you want something from them, they're going to think, yeah, this is just more ads, whatever. And they're not going to open the next email because they have that preconceived expectation that it's just going to try to sell them something. Whereas going back to the previous point where if you're highlighting fans and talking about the community, then they're going to open those emails because they think they're going to get something out of it. Maybe it's a sales email. Maybe it's not. But either way, they're going to keep opening those if you regularly keep them in the habit of, hey, here's a little something for you once to twice per month. Just do it. Next up, this is a big one. I don't want to keep up with another platform. Yeah, neither do I, but I do it because it's necessary in running your own business. And trust me, email is by far one of the easiest platforms that you can have. It does take a little bit of work. I'm not going to lie about that, but it's not nearly as exhausting as creating original content for social media and it'll only take you an hour or two per month once the initial setup is complete. Realistically, an hour or two per month, that's going to include like replying to people who reply to your emails. That's not just sending it out. That's saying, okay, we sent the email, we get some replies, we answer questions, that kind of stuff. 
It really does not take that much time and it is 100% worth it. Another big one that I hear is email is expensive. And I mean, yeah, it can be. If you have a giant list and you pick a really expensive platform to use, then yeah, it's going to be expensive. But personally, I recommend MailerLite, which is free for the first 1,000 subscribers and has way more automation than MailChimp, which I absolutely do not recommend. I've used them both. I now use ActiveCampaign, but that's more expensive and more powerful than what most bands are going to need. Of the other two that I've used, MailerLite and MailChimp, I absolutely prefer MailerLite. So if you're going to look for a free option, MailerLite is absolutely the way to go. And even once you surpass that 1,000 subscribers threshold, it's not a bad deal at all. It's less expensive than MailChimp. And like I said, it has more features. And it really is a good platform for any small business to use. So that's why I recommend MailerLite, even though I don't personally use it anymore. It's just something that ActiveCampaign does more for me. And bands really don't need the features that I'm using in ActiveCampaign. If you want to find out what those features are, though, feel free to let me know. James at Bandhive.rocks. I'm happy to talk about it one-on-one. I'm not going to dedicate a whole uh, section of this podcast to it because it's really just something that most artists don't need. And of course, last but not least, but, 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 I don't want an email list because something. Well, you know what? Join our Facebook group. Just go to Bandhive.rocks slash group. That'll send you directly to our Facebook group and we can discuss about it. Like, There's a lot of stuff that people can object to with email lists, but when I look at it, every single reason I've seen an artist say that they don't want an email list is not a good reason, and they would be better off having an email list to communicate with their core fan base. Now, just one more thing I want to say before we get to the next section is you don't ever want to just BCC people, which is blind carbon copy. That is a very sloppy way to email people and it's not legally compliant. This is why you need to use a platform like MailerLite to run your email list. If you use BCC, you are most likely breaking multiple laws and it's not going to go well for you. It's going to be difficult to maintain. And above all, it's just annoying and looks unprofessional. So don't do that. Use a platform like MailerLite both to avoid being flagged as spam by accident because then you're individual email gets flagged as spam. And also because it's really the easiest way to do it is just to use MailerLite as your contact management system because it takes all the headache out for you. It has automatic signup forms. You can send welcome sequences when somebody joins to give them free stuff, all kinds of stuff. It's really great. Now, here's why an email list is absolutely important. You are in control of your email list. You can back up all of your data. I do this with Bandhive's data on a monthly basis. I go in to my mailing list service and I download all of the contact information for my contacts that is up to date. And that way, if ActiveCampaign shuts down or gets hacked or whatever, I have that information and I can move to a different mailing list provider without too much trouble. It's still going to be a headache, trust me, but it's not going to be nearly as much of a headache as trying to get everyone from one social media platform to another and start building up my following again. It's much easier with email because you can migrate from one platform to another. That is data that you own rather than having Facebook or Instagram, which is, you know, part of Facebook or TikTok, own that data of who's following you and you can't reach out to those people in any way aside from through that social media platform. Like I mentioned earlier, your emails get to almost everyone on your list. That's not the case with social media. In emails, whether they open it or not, they'll at least see that 
they got an email from you and they'll see that subject line and the little preview text. Again, that can't be said for social media. If people don't see your post on social media, they don't see your post on social media. It's not nearly as reliable for contacting your fans. And then last but not least on this list of why an email list is important, email lists allow you to directly reach out to your core fan base, your most dedicated fans. And keep in mind that there are many other reasons to get an email list and use it, but these are just the top three really important ones to grow your email list. So now you're convinced, right? I really hope you are. There's just a few steps to get going if you don't already have a mailing list set up. The first thing is sign up for MailerLite. You can find a link in the show notes at bandhive.rocks slash 116. That's the numbers 116. Second, create a welcome sequence of two to three emails for your fans that contains, first and foremost, a bonus for your fans, whether it's a free download of an unreleased song that you can only get by joining the mailing list or some kind of discount code for your merch store or something else that you think your fans would like when they sign up, that it's a nice little gift for them. You can use it as what's called a lead magnet, basically saying, hey, sign up for our list, you get this. And that way it's a two-way street. You know? You're giving them something in return for signing up for your email list. And then of course, also in those next couple emails, give them a little more than what they were promised. So they start to realize, hey, like this is cool. They, they give us more than what we bargained for. So that's cool. I'll make sure to open these emails. And then last but not least, you want to set that expectation of how often you'll be emailing them so they know exactly what they're getting into. Step three is setting up a page on your website or using MailerList's signup page builder and just using their builder and have a form on there where fans can opt into your list. Then step four is send your dedicated fans to that page with the promise of whatever you're offering from the email sequence in step two. Push this signup to your fans on social media every single week mixed in with regular content and you will see your list start to grow and you will have your own little core fan base. And from there, that is how you can start building your community. I really hope this helps, but if you have any questions, please head on over to our Facebook group at bandhive.rocks group and join the discussion there and we can find out what the best options are for you so you can grow your list and have a happy, healthy core fan base for your band. That does it for this episode of the Bandhive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it. And I really hope that this episode has been helpful for you to see how a mailing list is vital to any modern band. Even in 2022, there's no excuse not to have one. So please, if you have any questions, like I said, hop on over to the Facebook group at bandhive.rocks slash group, or you can just search for Bandhive directly on Facebook and ask any questions you might have there. And of course, go over to bandhive.rocks slash 116 to get a link to MailerLite and all the other platforms that were mentioned. Before I go, please remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. And if you're in Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a rating and review for us as well. I would really appreciate that. And then we'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern right here in your favorite podcast app. Until then, I hope you have a great week. Stay safe. And of course, as always... Keep rocking. Hey, you. Yeah, you. With the headphones or the speakers. You've made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. While I still have you here, if you're not already in the Bandhive Facebook community, it would be great to see you there. We have over 600 
hundred like-minded musicians who are asking questions, sharing their experiences and advice, and much more. So if you want to improve your band's business, look no further than the Bandhive Facebook community. You can find it by searching for Bandhive on Facebook, that's B-A-N-D-H-I-V-E, or going to bandhive.rocks slash group. Again, that's bandhive.rocks slash group, and that will automatically redirect you to our Facebook community. I look forward to seeing you there soon.